When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. Real quick before we get started, Tuesday, August 13th, we are doing our first live podcast at QED Astoria in Queens, New York, the birthplace of our president, Donald J. Trump. We have guest Big Huck. It's $10 tickets, qedastoria.com. There are a few tickets still left. Let's sell this place out. And now to the episode. Mr. Donald J. Trump, welcome. It's actually Mr. President, but okay. Mr. President, okay. Well, not okay. I'm saying okay to you. It's not Mr. President, okay. It's just Mr. President. Mr. You want. President Donald J. Trump. All right. So I had it the opposite. I was saying Mr. Donald J. Trump, President. You know, nobody then, says that. Well, I know. I was introducing you as. Poorly. Okay. So. Well, who are you? I'm the tech stuff guy, Jay Nog. How are you, Mr. President? Oh, boy. Yes. Ray Nog. <laughs> oh, I feel gosh. like we had him before. Yeah. You, you might have had a few rays on here, I think. Well, not a ray of light. I'll Mr. tell you that much. <laughs> That's not nice. We just we just met Mr. President. Madonna sang that. Big whore. Okay. That's how we're going to start. Well, let's start it. Okay. Mr. President. Ray. How has your week been? Very hot. Very hot week. Well, it's summer, but we have great air conditioning and great properties, so we're doing okay. Now, let's just start. Big, big news week. You well, I, gotta- thought you, I thought you were going to say big hawk. Big, well, big Who we're going to see in a couple of weeks. That's She'll right. Be back. Are you very excited? Tell us about her great retirement from the great job as press secretary. Well, I think she's shopping a book around, I've heard. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to buy it. You're going to buy it? You probably, probably mentioned it a lot. Probably won't read it, but we're definitely going to buy it. Okay, that's... Gotta show support. There, that's nice of you. Mr. President... Well, she was so supportive of me, so, you know... Very supportive of you. As long as that book doesn't say one single critical word... I will support her right back. Well, how are you going to know if you don't read it? Well, You'll people have pe- will tell me. People will read it for we you. We have people looking into it. Now, Mr. President, beef with Baltimore this week. I thought they liked crabs. <laughs> well, they are known for crabs, but you got you got beef with Baltimore. Mr. President, some of the things that you're are saying... Are you writing down your own podcast title? Uh, yes. Are you I, proud of Beef with Baltimore? Well, we have lots of ideas. And it's we'll called see- Crabs. It's not Beef. Okay. Which, by the way, when Melania arrived at the shipping container in the Baltimore Harbor, <laughs> I had to make sure she was inspected for crabs. Clean Transylvanian puss. Who inspected her? Some, Ice? you know, some... Very tough, masculine, blonde woman sent from the old country <laughs> to make sure that the uh, the product arrives, if you know what I mean. Oh, lordy lord. Got her right out of that shipping container and right onto her knees. Was she, 
Was she pre-ordered or you just had your selection of the shipping container? You ever see Taken? Yes. It's like that, how they selected the women. <laughs> so you go, you sort of inspect the merchandise, you and go. then it's brought to you like Amazon, two-day two whore shipping. You're in like a little booth? <laughs> well, I don't want to give away too many of the secrets, okay. but, uh, you know, it's trust me, you know what you're getting. Oh, God. Mr. President, let's talk Great about Baltimore. First third lady. Let's read some of your, your tweets about Baltimore. It's a shithole. And Elijah Cummings. Uh, Baltimore, under the leadership of Elijah Cummings, has the worst crime statistics in the nation. 25 years of all talk, no action. So tired of listening to the same old bull. Dot, Shit. dot, dot. Well, you didn't, you didn't write that. Well, we're nice on Twitter. This Next, is the unfiltered. Reverend Al will show up to complain and protest. Nothing will get done for the people in need. Sad. That's what you wrote here. Um, I liked Al when he was fat. You don't like skinny Al? He looks very uh, disturbing because he's still got a big head, but he looks like he's a child, like somebody put a body of an old man on a little child. <laughs> a little bit. It's a little frail. It's a, it's a very good comparison. If racist Elijah Cummings would focus more of his energy on helping the good so people racist. of his district, I don't know how he's racist, and Baltimore itself, perhaps progress could be made in fixing the mess that he has helped to create over many years of incompetent leadership. His radical, in quotes, oversight is a joke. There is nothing racist in stating plainly that most people already know that Elijah Cummings has done a terrible job for the people of his district and of Baltimore except, uh, itself. Dems always play the race card when they are unable to win with the facts. Shame. Uh, and there are... These are great tweets. <laughs> Elijah Cummings has had his chance to address it. Crime and conditions in Baltimore for decades hasn't gotten it done. Um, you just don't leave this guy alone on Twitter. Well, have you seen The Wire? I have seen The Wire. It's a great show. You know, there's a lot of wisdom in that show. Okay? Because from season one, we see that Baltimore is a piece of shit. Okay, and that we see that Omar, who I went after very toughly, you know, Representative Omar, they warned us on the wire. They said, Omar, coming in this gay black, okay, two strikes, came with guns to rob drug dealers. Very tough, very bad guy. So the wire warned us about Omar, which is why I'm so tough on that America-hating Omar and why I have to be tough on Elijah Cummings. And I wrote the Cummings District, which is actually also the name of the place where I picked up Melania. <laughs> the Cummings District. <laughs> That's what they call it. Mr. President, you... Why don't you help out Baltimore? You, you're just throwing shade at Elijah Cummings. You're saying how horrible a city it is. But instead of just talking, why don't you take action and better the city? What do you think those tweets were? That was action. That's that's not it's action. It's raising awareness. You're like a lib cuck. Don't they always love raising awareness for things? <laughs> you Look, can... I'm in the NFL. I'm wearing a pink jock strap. Titty cancer. <laughs> <laughs> pink jock strap. <laughs> but, Mr. President, you also... People are saying... Is this because your last name is Nog that you're so in touch with the blacks? Do they call you a Nogger? <laughs> they do not call me a Nogger. Naga? Do they have to put the A on it? 
<laughs> no. Naga, please. <laughs> they don't, but... Well, I think you're showing a lot of sympathy for a terrible racist group of people in Baltimore. Can you explain this, though? Whenever you describe uh, a black or Latin community, you use the word infested. Do well, you know that? Well, I'm sure, you know, it's it's a good word. It really brings, you know, it makes you realize that these communities are full of infestations. Right, but the opioid epidemic is the the largest drug problem we have in our country. Very sad, and we need to help those communities of poor, disadvantaged people really get back on their feet and, and you know, give them meaning and structure because it's a real terrible thing that's happened to those communities. Are those communities infested? Well, I said what those communities are. So they're not infested. I mean, you can use what language you want. I said it's terrible, the things that have I happened to those communities. I was just asking you what language you would use. Well, I didn't use it that time. Okay. But how about if we're going to talk about Baltimore? Riddled and infested <laughs> with subhuman garbage. How about if we talk about Southside Chicago? Infested with guns... And Chicago's, if you know what I mean. How about if we talk about maybe uh, Florida, if we talk about Palm Beach, or we talk about Miami, a lot of uh, the opioid epidemic little, really hit there. Are we talking about Little Haiti? Uh, no, we're not. Well, okay, then it's, you know, these are people struggling. These are communities that have been victimized by horrible, destructive people and businesses, and we've got to help them out. Did you notice that when you talked about Southside Chicago and Baltimore, you talked, you didn't say anything about helping them out. You just dissed them, and that was it. No, I was pointing out facts. Right, but then how come when I talked about like Palm Beach, Florida? Well, if 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 the if 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 the Noggers, if I can call them that, <laughs> since they're your friends, I assume they're your friends because you're being so sympathetic to them. If they want help, they just have to ask, and maybe we'll give them help. But if they show the right amount of gratitude and, you know, put their hands up and show that they're not a threat, we can help. We have a lot of power. We do a lot of help. And by the way, greatest African-American employment numbers ever. I think that helps. That helps. Where's my thank you? Thank you? Well, not from you. Well, you were asking for thank you. You're only a nogger in name. <laughs> okay. We mentioned Al Sharpton a second ago, and you, you said uh, his his childlike body. Is that how you described him? Well, he's got this little frail body and this big... He's like one of those caricature drawings. Like, like they a bobblehead? Well, like at a theme park where you sit down and the guy draws and the head's like half of the entire <laughs> yeah. picture. That's he's a, he's a caricature. <laughs> he's a human caricature? Yeah, he really is. Now, when you, he was fat, it matched. But now... What do you think he did to lose all the weight? Crack. That's not nice. Probably, you know, well, he probably can run fast because he's a black. So maybe he did some cardio. <laughs> you wrote, you tweeted, Al Sharpton would always ask me to go to his events. He would say, it's a personal favor to me. Seldom, but sometimes I would go. It was fine. He came to my office in Trump Tower during the presidential campaign to apologize for the way he was talking about me. Just a con man at work. 
Game recognized game. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> so, are, are you upset that he is trying to help out Baltimore and get involved here? He's not going to help Baltimore at all. You don't think so? He's a very weak. He's past his prime, unlike me, very young and virile. He's weak, and he's just kind of a sideshow character at this point. So we're not we're not worried. We're not worried about him at all. Oh, you're still tweeting about Baltimore here, huh? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was tweeting. <laughs> Elijah Cummings never even went to the southern border, and then he screams at the very good people who, despite Congress's failure to fix the loopholes in asylum, make it work. It's, the thing is, Mr. President, he's just doing his job by investigating you. And Racist. He's being racist because I don't think he investigated Obama. When he was the president, but all of a sudden we have a great white, okay, and he wants to investigate. To me, that sounds a lot like racism. So black on white racism, you think? Well, if a black person says, I hate white people, that's racist. Did he say, I hate white people? He's doing it with his actions. He's investigating the greatest white person. Who, is that what you're saying, or who else is saying that you're the greatest white person? Well, there's a lot of people saying it. Name a few. You can just see. I mean, there's many people. There's people on my staff. There's great MAGA people. There's tremendous people all over the place. So all your supporters. No one's allowed to disagree with you. Why can't people disagree with you? Baltimore is still your country. Excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. What? Continue. Excuse me. I stopped. If, excuse me, <laughs> if... I tell you two plus two is four. And then you say, no, it's six. I say you're wrong. That's not me not letting you disagree with me. That's me clearing up the facts and disagreeing with you if you refuse to acknowledge the great facts. So when I say I'm the greatest white, I'm like Jaws, but greater. And that's a fact. That's not so when you disagree, that's not disagreeing on opinion. That's a fact and you need to be corrected. And if you insist on fake news, you are the enemy. So you're comparing yourself to the most powerful animal in the ocean? You're the great white, meaning No, I was actually comparing myself to the band that killed like ninety people <laughs> from an arson accident. So don't fuck with me. They killed a lot more people than sharks. <laughs> Once bitten, twice fried. That's for the fans of 90s one-hit wonders. <laughs> oh, lordy lord. Mr. President, people are allowed to disagree with you. That's the beautiful part of America. It's called freedom of speech, and they're still your American people. Well, they can say what they want to say. They're not going to jail yet for it. But if they're wrong, I'm not going to stand here and be like, well, you can uh, think that, and I think if you're wrong, you're wrong, and if you insist on it, I don't have to like you. But just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean they're wrong. But just because they're wrong doesn't mean it's not more than a disagreement. But why you always think you're right, so if someone disagrees with you, they're always wrong, but that's not always the facts. You think you Other than that be- last part, I agree completely. <laughs> you think you are never wrong. I've been wrong before. I picked uh, Sean Spicer to be press secretary. That was a big mistake. I picked, 
I let James Comey stay as FBI. That was a mistake. So I'm admitting mistakes. That's the first time I've ever heard you admit mistakes. And then we got rid of them. And that's the only reason I haven't had a perfect administration is because some of these people gave bad advice and were bad guys. You've had a lot of different employees so far. In Great many employees. Tremendous amount of tremendous employees. But you you fired, I'd say, maybe almost a dozen. More. More. So what does that say about your hiring process? It's called being tough. No, hiring, not firing process. Hiring. I pick the best people. And then you fire the best people? Because the standards are always being raised because that's how you make America great again. Okay. It so, is okay. So Al Sharpton, you're not a fan of? Caricature Black. <laughs> is that his nickname? His nickname is formerly Fat Con Man. Uh, have you said that to his face yet? Have you tweeted that yet? We're going to tweet it when we're done with this great podcast. Let's go to a little lighter topic, Mr. President. Finally, some white people. <laughs> no, I don't mean lighter as in color. I mean... Well, you brought race into it. You just said, finally, some white people when I said a lighter topic. I'm not sure about that. But if I did say it, yeah, I meant in terms of like white, you know, white knight, like something good bright, guy, something good, some good news is that versus what the blacks knight, which is not good. It's not the blacks knight, you know. It's it's black knight, white knight. Not Did you see that Martin Lawrence movie? Yes. Black knight. Yes. Pretty bad movie. Very bad movie. But. <laughs> It's not the Blacks Night. You're making it like it's like... Well, it's the Blacksmith. Yes. So, there you go. But it's not the Blacks Night. Well, we'll see. <laughs> when are we going to see? Well, what if you're a Black and you own the Night? Isn't it the Blacks Night? There, there are what no if Knights you're a family named? What if your family is named Black? Right. And then you have a dog named Knight. Yes. And then the neighbor says, have you seen the Black's Knight? Well, yes. That would be the... Well, then, okay, then. <laughs> so let's move on. New topic. <laughs> you, that's a very far-fetched situation, Mr. President. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know... You obviously probably know there are people with the last name Black. And well, I'm sure they have dogs. Their last name Black, last name White. I'm sure people have last name Red and Blue. And I'm sure there are people with dogs that are named Knight. Probably. So there you go. All right. Have you? I, I have notes here that you've seen a couple of. Uh, you have, you have some new programming that you've been watching and you like. Tremendous programming we've been because you know I went through all of Netflix during the shutdown. Right. Have you? I'm going to get to the TV show in a minute, but have you seen the new Lion King? I did. What What did you think of it? I wanted to know where all the blacks were complaining about Chewie Ejiofor, the guy from uh, from 12 Years a Slave, or Chewbacca, whatever his name is, Chewbacca Ejiofor. I don't think that's his name, but okay. And Beyonce. Beyonce? She doesn't get the A from me. Why not? Because she's not an A. 
She's a B plus at best, so she gets a Beyonce. And Donald Glover. Are you a fan of his? Child Porn Gambino. That's not a very nice nickname. What's his rap name? No, it's Child Cam- Gambino. I heard it was Child Porn Gambino. Well, They're trying to be edgy in hip-hop, that's all I know. Very talented man. Well, none of these animals are black. They're animals. And yet all these black actors playing animals, no complaints about casting and diversity. John Oliver plays one of the characters. He's white. One white. I mean, lots of movies have lots of white people and not many black people. But these are animals, so why don't you get animals to voice them? But of course, you don't worry about that when you're using blacks to replace animals. I would say some in some cases, it's kind of the same thing. But you have, if a white, like the great Scarlett Johansson, yes. plays an Asian, all the people on Twitter get very upset about the diversity and you got to hire these people. Or if a trans actor, you know, if a regular actor, if a good, good, normal person plays a trans crime against humanity and God character. Right. They make a big fuss. But we have animals being played by blacks and nobody, none of the blacks are saying this isn't diverse. We should have animals playing animals. Do you know animals that can talk? You ever seen a parrot? So you can have parrots voice every single character i'm not in the movie business so i don't know that would not make sense well now i think you're being discriminatory (laughs) against animals well you know nobody had a problem with all these blacks playing animals they're doing voiceovers but if whites were playing blacks all of a sudden we have a big problem well yes because there are no talking lions and talking tigers. Have you have you met all the lions and tigers? If there was a talking lion, we would have heard about it by now. What if he doesn't want to be heard from? So you think he's in the jungle by himself just hiding? Think of what would happen if you were a lion yes. and you could talk. <laughs> You'd be captured, studied right. by the deep state. It'd be very bad. So you think there are talking animals out there and they're staying hidden so they don't want to be studied? Is that what you're trying to say? Makes sense to me. I guess so. And we have parrots who can talk. Right. But a white person playing an Asian, there are plenty of talented Asian actors and actresses who can play that person. But maybe the white person is so talented, they can play an Asian. They can play an Asian better than an Asian? Maybe. I don't think so. We'll never know, though, because the PC people say you can't do that. That doesn't make sense, Mr. President. It makes complete sense, and you're not coming back. <laughs> this show that you wanted to talk about, Euphoria. Can you tell us about this show, Euphoria? I'm, I'm going to check it out because you, you said you binge-watched a lot of episodes already. It reminds me it's about teenagers having lots of sex, and uh, it reminded me of my daughter, Ivanka. And especially this one character, she's now, it upset me because this one character on the show is dating a, a black and she is an incredible white. Why does it upset you? Why does what upset me? You said it upsets you because she's dating a black. You, you no, no, I said she is dating a black. I didn't say it upsets me. You, see, you're racist. You just said the word upset. But I didn't say it upsets me because he's black. Oh, no, what upsets you? 
that she's a beautiful woman that reminds me of Ivanka. And, you know, she has a tough time. Ah, okay. So you're upset that what she's going through, that upsets you. And what's going through her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But it's a great show. It features many... It's a great show. Many beautiful women who are like of questionable age. There's a lot of drug use, which I don't like, but there's there's good stuff. Uh, there's one character. He's like a he's like a he claims to be a straight, but then he's like banging trans people. Okay. And I call that character Big Gay Mike Pence. <laughs> That's not the character's name, but that's, you know, how I remember. You remember, like, Game of Thrones has so many characters. You start just saying the little guy, the big guy. So that's your nickname for this. So, yeah. So I don't know his name yet, but I I just call him BGMP. (laughs) And it's a tremendous show, but I feel very bad for some of my great friends who are unable to watch the show. Who can't watch the Uh, show? R. R Kelly. And, You're uh, friends with R. Kelly. I didn't. Know, I, I remember didn't know you... I wanted to make him Secretary of Defense. That's right. Many episodes ago, because he was basically showing the ability to control so many women in Chicago. Chicago's from Chicago, <laughs> that he would have no problem controlling the border because blacks are very rambunctious, if we can say that in a nice way. And if, <laughs> If he can control them... You said it the nicest way possible, I think. If he can control them, he can control just about anybody. And who's this other person? Well, Jeffrey Epstein, because you're talking about two men who are in jail on questionable charges. What's what's questionable about the charges? Well, the charges are very serious. Right. But very questionable that they did this activity that they're accused of. So so all the people... So the, the video... Uh, the videotapes about R. Kelly lie. There's video of him, and the, and the, and I heard the girl in the video says, "I'm 14," or he says, "Like I'm gonna fuck this 14 year old pussy" or something like that. So like, what's 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 well, not first clear? Off, if you can send me that video after the podcast, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. I don't have access to it. Well, we'll see. We'll see if our people can dig it that. up. So I, you know, because you obviously, with an important case, you want your president to kind of be briefed. <laughs> I think the problem is. They can do a lot with fake videos. And if you're role-playing, so if R. Kelly was having sex with a 20-year-old and they were role-playing, you know, a game that I don't approve of. Okay. But if they were role-playing and he was saying, pretend like you're 14, there's no crime. No, there isn't, but he also peed on an underage woman. Allegedly. She said it wasn't her in the tape during the trial. I trust our great justice system. Because if they're not throwing a black in jail, he's got to be innocent. Is that is that your mantra? I mean, if a bla- OJ, R. Kelly, these are great people. You think OJ is innocent? They let the cops who beat Rodney King up completely off the hook, which I agree with, by the way. Why? Because they were great law enforcement, Blue Lives Matter. They were beating... He was high on drugs, and he was, at one point, he almost got his his mouth off the ground, (laughs) and who knows what he would have done. He would have eaten them? PCP can do a lot of bad things. There There were, I think, like four officers there. Have you seen the Avengers? 
He's not a superhero. PCP plus a black is close to a superhero. I should sell that to like Marvel or DC. Well, the point is, when the justice system lets a black go free, it almost guarantees that they actually are innocent. And then with Epstein, I just think it's very tough for these two guys who have so much money and so much ability. They can't watch HBO now that they're in jail, and this is like the best time to be them on HBO because they might have just been paving the way. Because now we're all watching Euphoria and watching these teens suck tits and take it in the ass. But Mr. President, this is a uh, a TV show. It's not real life. Jeffrey Epstein ruined the lives of many women. Allegedly. So all these women who, who have come out, they're lying? I don't know. And the, the proof? How about the pictures? They but found- what about a society that has TV shows about teenagers fucking... And then wants to throw people in jail for fucking teenagers, hypothetically. Teenagers are allowed to fuck teenagers. They're going to say next, you can't fuck your own daughter. <laughs> even if she's in her mid-30s. I, I think they've already said that you shouldn't be fucking your own daughter. But what's to make them pass a law that says it's not okay? I, I'm sure that incest is probably illegal in, in most states. Well, we'll look into it. Okay. Mr. President. Would you have sex with Ivanka? Would I have sex with Ivanka? I'm a married man, Mr. President. Wink, wink, so that's a yes. <laughs> he winked for the, uh, the podcast I did not people. Wink at the all. People on the podcast. Oh, jeez. Mr. President, uh, you lost another. You lost another. Your director of national intelligence quit. Uh, Dan Coates. He, we can find better intelligence. His replacement. Can you tell me a little bit about him besides him being a huge kiss ass? John Ratcliffe, he's a replacement. He's one of our great Congress people. Very smart, very aggressive. Loves intelligence. Uh, kid. On his dating profile, he says, looking for intelligence. <laughs> Is that what he says? On, on his Tinder account, it said, I just want a woman that has intelligence. But in that intelligence, like someone being smart... Uh, has nothing to do with being the director of intelligence. You're not looking for smart people. So you're saying we should hire a stupid person to be the director of intelligence? I didn't say that. I said that someone who... We're looking for the best intelligence, and you're telling me dummies should apply. No, you're telling me that this guy is qualified because he looks for intelligence. You didn't tell me how intelligent he is. Well, he's smart enough to look for intelligence. I think anyone would want to talk to someone or meet someone who's intelligent. No one wants to meet a dummy. Have you seen some of the people I've dated? Off the podcast record. All right, one second. We're off. For like three years, I thought Melania was half retarded. (laughs) Be best. Remember, be best? Yes. Okay, she's dumb as fucking bricks. So not everybody looks for intelligence. Sometimes you're looking for head, not brain. (laughs) <laughs> we can go back on. Okay. We're on. I think that everybody looks for intelligence in their partner, of so course, you, but he's... You look for intelligence but when he's you met Melania. In, oh? Your wife. You looked for intelligence. We're talking about Heath Heathcliff. <laughs> okay. Who looks for intelligence, which we like. 
Okay. I don't I don't think that's what it is exactly, Mr. President. Heathcliff, right? He's the cat. Right, but his name is John Ratcliffe. You don't even know. You know. Well, we're going to have to find, I prefer a Heathcliff cat to, so you, to go after a Ratcliffe because the cat will chase the rat. I, I get that. So but if it, Heathcliff is listening, there might be a job for you at Intelligence. Heathcliff is a cartoon. He's so, not listening. So is Roger Rabbit, but he was very good with those actors, so he's clearly real. No. You didn't see Roger Rabbit? Like, I did, but he's not real. Around with, he's not real. You like Jessica Rabbit? She's she's a hot cartoon. She can get it. But she's not real either. Well, I got to be honest, in some of the circles I run in, I've seen some women who pretty much look like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I'm sure maybe you have, but the Jessica Rabbit and we Roger them, Rabbit? We call them cartoon cum dumpsters. <laughs> CCDs, and I'm not talking about Sunday school. Mr. President, Heathcliff, Roger Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, they're not real. Good guys. They're imaginary. You know that, right? I've seen them on my TV. Right, but someone... I'm not making this up right now. That was someone who created them in their head, and then... Probably a very intelligent person. Well, maybe then you should have looked out for those people to replace Dan Coates. Well, why would I? Because we've got Ratcliffe. But maybe he, they're more intelligent. Ratcliffe is going to be a tremendous director of propaganda, and that's what I'm telling you right now. So we're very good. He's very intelligent. He looks for intelligence on dating apps, which we like. So he will be tremendous. Mr. President, we, we talked about your Twitter earlier, and you have tweeted... Does it say here? I can't find how many times you've tweeted. But you tweet... A lot of tweets. Literally, almost every hour. Almost every hour you're tweeting. How do you have time to play golf, tweet, and run our country? It's called being the best. It's called... Be best? It's called... Well, no. Okay. uh, Yeah. We don't need to get into that again. <laughs> We've got. Who's that? Are they are they coming for uh, Elijah Cummings? <laughs> no, I don't know. They're this tremendous is a city. sirens. This is a city, and there there are lots of emergencies all the time. We, obviously, there's some sort of black on the loose. I I don't know why you would assume that. Because of the crime statistics. How do you know someone's not sick and they're driving them to the hospital? From being assaulted by a black? <laughs> I didn't say that. Catching Ebola from a black? No, maybe just someone fell down the stairs. Pushed by a black? <laughs> or maybe someone had a heart attack. From seeing a black coming towards them? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> or maybe someone was hit by a car. Driven by an Asian? Now we're now we're putting another race at fault? No, there's no fault. Just stating facts. People get too sensitive about the facts. What was the question? Your Twitter hands. You are very active on Twitter. Well, it's called multitasking. It's called reaching the people. It's called tremendous Twitter. Do you think people take you more or less seriously for tweeting so much? I think they take me more seriously than any president ever. 
Because you tweet more than some psychotic comedians that I know. Oh. Like, do you think, I mean, you could just go on their Twitters, but I'm not going to throw anyone to the bus right now. But do you, you think that you don't think it's taking up too much of your time tweeting? I'm sorry, I was not listening. I was sending out a tweet. What did you say? <laughs> These, and a lot of these tweets are very are, are hateful tweets. They're powerful. I think is what you mean. Power. It's called power. With hate equals coming power. Coming back to stars soon. That show is terrible. You don't like that show? Well, I think we did. We discuss power. The only thing I like on power is uh, Carmelo Anthony's wife, Lala. She is a four scoop Sunday of butterscotch. So you like her? If it wouldn't upset my MAGA people so much, I would, I would definitely put a vanilla drizzle on her uh, her Sunday. So who do you like better, Lala or Kim Kardashian? That's a tough one. I ask the tough questions. That's a great question. I think uh, I like that Lala is very. She's very tall. Okay. So she's like you know Kim, you know. She's got the skills of a vacuum cleaner, with the, but with the height of an Oompa Loompa. You know, because when you're too short, the tit and ass, there's almost no torso in between. Right, they mold together. They're almost like, uh, I don't know, like one of those, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like you're grabbing the tit and then, you run, and then all of a sudden there's ass. It's like, remember those balloon things and you'd squeeze them and then like they'd pop up from everywhere? No. If, the water balloons. No. Not like that. You never played with those? I know what water balloons are. They're not like that. No, but like the ones that like would go through your hand? No. Okay. Well. It's almost like you have, you, 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 you jacked up the tits and the ass so that they're like, there's no daylight between them. Whereas Lala is very tall. So you get like a nice torso. You get the big tits, the nice torso, the big ass, the lack of acting talent. <laughs> so it's a real total package. But she's with Carmelo. See, here's the thing, though. She's with Carmelo Anthony, who is well, they're, um, a certified loser. Though I do love his philosophy. What's his philosophy? He's a great philosophy. We put it over the door in the Oval Office. What is that? It is, my wife is married, I'm not. That, that's the philosophy? That is one of the great quotes. But he is a loser. He brought nothing to the New York Knicks but ball hoggery and a double chin. And his wife, Lala, who is a, a certified smashable dime piece, if I can use some terms from Kanye. But Kim, <laughs> Kim is willing to go the extra mile to save, you know, people from jail or whatever. And, or whatever. Uh, and she's married to Kanye, who is a tremendous talent and a MAGA guy. So it's a tough call. If they, in a vacuum, which is what, which is what Kim basically does. Right. I'd give it to Lala. Ooh. But we live in the real world, and being married to Kanye and being willing to go that extra mile, slight victory to Kim K. So if they stood on their own, Lala would win. But the package deal of her with Melo and her with Kanye. She loses points for being with Melo. Kim gains points for being with Maga Kanye. I like that. Good critique. I like that. Well, thank you. That's why you're my nogger. Last thing we're going to talk about today, Mr. President, uh, I did not know this, and I wanted to thank you in person. You're welcome. For being a first responder at 9-11. Well, we'll never forget that day. It was 
There were Muslims, tens of thousands of Muslims in Jersey City celebrating on rooftops. There were the towers coming down, with leaving my building as the tallest building in Lower Manhattan. We, who can forget that? No, that was that's the one thing that I do remember. I remember saying that that was one of the first things I said during an interview on 9/11. Just Smart. to let people know. Yeah. And I went down to the rubble with Rudy Giuliani and picked up rubble, saved some people. Did you? Who'd you save? You're too big. I'm not asking names. Okay. You're just saving lives. Just save people. Just running there. Pulling them out of rubble, lifting up beams and concrete. You know, I should probably be dead. You know, John Stewart should probably be like, you know, making some sort of Old Testament Jewy prayer in front of Congress. Trying, you? Trying to, you know, get me more money the way he did for these other guys. But I'm so strong mm -hmm. that like the 9-11 dust has no effect me. on you. Yeah. I'm still here. It's your genes, I think. Tremendous genes. Yeah. Pure, strong, European genes. Now, you saved a lot of people. It's called Lucky Brand. That's what they call my genes. <laughs> well, there's lots of pictures of Giuliani at, at Ground Zero. Well, he was the mayor, so they were focused on him. Right, and there are pictures of just random people, too. Steve Buscemi. Right. But how come... There's not one picture of you at Ground Zero. Everybody's used to seeing me in the suit, the power suit and the golden hair. What were you wearing? I was wearing jeans and a sweatshirt and a hard hat. So you pr I probably look like any other guy out there. Oh, I didn't want the attention. Really? Is that the first time in your life that you didn't want the attention? Some things are bigger than, than attention. And that was one time. 9-11 was Including bigger. the orange Cheeto. <laughs> okay. So people are saying that you're a liar and you were not. Well, they're liars because I'm not lying, so that means they're lying. But if you had proof, you can just prove everyone wrong. Do you have a son? Yes. Do you love your son? I love him dearly. Prove it. Well. I don't even know if you have a son. I could show you a picture of him right now. Of some kid? I could show you his birth certificate. Jeffrey Epstein's got plenty of pictures of kids. <laughs> Doesn't mean he has kids. <laughs> that That's not the same. How, I can't prove love. You can't take a picture of proving love. I could take a picture of you at ground zero, though. Well, no, because you don't have a time machine, and it happened 18 years ago. Right. But right. What I'm, so there you go. But I'm saying if you were there, there were so many pictures taken there. There were also people like me not taking pictures. I didn't take any pictures. So you avoided, rescuing you avoided the cameras? I was, it's called rescuing people. It's called being a first responder. Would you consider yourself a hero? Of course. Do you call yourself a hero or you let other people call you a hero? I let people call me. I mean, they know. You know, it's not always disrespectful tech people. You know, most people understand that as a president. I just called you a hero. People would think a guy who's raised the unemployment, uh, the employment, excuse me, and the and the wages of blacks is a hero. A man who saved a Transylvanian whore from a from a shipping container in Baltimore, you'd think, is a hero. I I agree. You know, and picking up rubble, hero, which I then sold on eBay for a tremendous profit. You sold nine eleven rubble. Well, it was a good business opportunity. <laughs>
So were you at 9-11? Blood just- stained gets you extra. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awful, Mr. President. I did well, not know. That's like its certificate of authenticity. And one time <laughs> I got a piece of rubble. One of the pieces I brought back to Trump Tower didn't have blood. So Melania was on her period. Oh, gosh, Mr. President. What? I don't need to hear it. Well, you were going to tell me what? That she put her blood on the rubble? Well, no. What? She got an attitude and I slapped her in the mouth and then <laughs> the, some of the blood dripped on the rubble. <laughs> I don't know what you I wouldn't put anybody's period blood on on nine eleven sacred rubble. <laughs> well, on that note, Mr. President, thank you so much. Never forget. Never and Melania <laughs> has never forgotten that slap. So nine eleven is special to us all and we will never forget. Mr. President, thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh, again. You have not missed a week, and I, re- I really appreciate that. And um, again, everyone, uh, Tuesday, August 13th. They have to get these tickets now. We're not playing around. Right. If they want this podcast to keep bringing the goods, we need a big showing. It's it's your way. The podcast, because we have uh, poor people running it, apparently, yes. it's free. Right. That's terrible business. So for $10, they can come see it get made with special guests. Ask questions, okay? Yeah, we're doing a Q&A, people. I don't have to do some town hall bullshit like these losers on CNN. Not at I'm all. I'm doing it for the podcast people. So it's QEDAstoria.com. Can people tweet us to let... Because I have two options. I have two outfit options. There's suit, red tie, red MAGA hat. Right. Kind of the traditional action figure Trump. And then or, we got Leisure Trump, which is khakis, white shirt, blue blazer, white MAGA hat. That's golf Trump. Oh, I think, it, I mean, my vote's for a business action figure Trump. But well, we'll see what see, the, but you don't get a it's, vote. It's at Trump Pod, guys. At Trump Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Making podcasts great again on Facebook. Tuesday, August 13th, QEDAstoria.com, $10. Big Huck is coming. Everyone who listens to this podcast should follow us on every social media platform that they use so if you only use twitter follow us on twitter trump pod if you have instagram and twitter follow us on both if you have only facebook follow us on facebook but if you have all three give us a follow on all three trifecta people come on now that's all i got mr president the floor is yours if you have anything to say august 13th will determine whether or not i nuke this podcast or if it continues making podcasts great again. <laughs> so get those tickets. It's available. The link is on all our social media platforms. And uh, this is J.O. Covan. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, I don't know. I have some stuff coming up, I guess. But uh, you can hear me on Pete Dominic's show, August 6th. What day of the week? Wait, August 6th or August 5th? This is good podcast. August 5th is Monday. August 6th is Tuesday. August 6th. I'll be on Pete Dominic's show. So if anybody here has come to the show as a fan of that, I'll be back on Stand Up With Pete. I'll be a guest of uh, the Black Eye Tips on August 4th. And other than that, I might be moving to New Jersey uh, next month. So it's an end of an era. 11 years uh, in, in midtown Manhattan. My comedy career has failed. Um... My life as a, as a as a cool dude in Manhattan is over. Let's keep the podcast going, people. Though 
So any way you can come to the show or buy my albums or just remember me when I'm gone. Uh, Jay's reaching for the off switch. He's not enjoying my... I'm turning this into like my solo podcast where it's like, yeah, we're done with the Trump thing. Let me just complain for a few minutes. Guys, it's like a eulogy. The, spread the word. Get those tickets, please. It's, it's a big deal to both of us. And, and obviously... Ego wise, we'd love a big show, but we take a lot of pride in this. And obviously I, I put a lot of, a lot of, a lot of my soul gets crushed turning into the president once a week. So please come on out and support, get a friend to get tickets as well. And God help us all.